Although I'm a doctor by profession, I'm not your doctor. All content and information on this podcast and on our website is for informational and educational purposes and does not constitute medical advice and does not establish any kind of patient-client relationship by use of our site. Although we strive to present accurate information, the podcast and website are not a substitute for your healthcare provider. Always consult a healthcare professional who knows your particular needs and circumstances before making any health-related decisions. Also, there are curse words that are unedited and graphic descriptions of bodies, bodily fluids, and other real-life scenarios that might make some listeners uncomfortable. Hi, I'm Dr. Suzanne Ciotti. And I'm Becca Hammer. Welcome to the Perimena Podcast. Topic of the day today, Suzanne, compound it. So today, mm. instead of talking about symptoms of perimenopause, we're going to do part two of a four-part series and discuss treatment options. Because there's a lot of options out there, we decided to break them down into standard prescription options, which we did just before this one, compounded options, which is going to be today, herbal options next week, and then finally, we're going to do alternative therapies. Yes, that's right. It's the acupuncture episode. Yay. (laughs) I love that acupuncture. It's so good. I'm glad that we're including it. I am too. But today, let's focus on bioidentical hormone or compounded hormones. That's that's something that like, it's one of those things that kind of tweets around the periphery all the time, but I'm not sure if people have a really good understanding of what exactly that means, why would I do it? So give us the lowdown on this whole compounded pharmacy situation. Bioidentical or compounded hormones are hormones that are made in an independent pharmacy, so usually not a chain like Walgreens, by a specialized pharmacist with training in making medications. They will make the prescriptions from a prescription of a, from a provider like a doctor or an LPN who also has an understanding of compounded medications, including the compounded hormones that we're talking about today. So you're telling me that my provider has to also know prescription, uh, compounded prescriptions as well. Right. So okay, not very all good. physicians know about how to do compounded medications, or in particular, compounded hormones. Mm, Okay, Uh, good to know. Yes. So it might be a little challenge to try to find your provider for this, but it is an option a lot of women use, so we definitely wanted to talk about it. The benefit of compounded hormones are that because they are made for a specific patient, they're extremely individualized. So that means that the doses of all those multiple hormones we've been talking about Uh, estrogen, for example, progesterone and testosterone, they could be made in specific milligram amounts. So therefore there's just a, like an infinite number of combinations that you can have. They can also be made in many different kinds of formulations or types, which we'll talk about later on, like pellets, creams, topicals, uh, or capsules. Wow. This sounds like super 
duper like this is all me all the time baby stuff right yeah and <laughs> yes absolutely so people sometimes really like this option when they've not had good results with prescription options for example a benefit we talked about are that they're individualized that also means that we can taper down to the lowest dose of estrogens that provide benefit to the patient so help control your symptoms and minimize the risk because you're using the lowest amount of estrogen possible. Yeah, because we talked about in the last episode that estrogen does not come uh, without certain um, potential downsides. Mm -hmm. And and being able to manage that dosage is really, it could be really critical for a lot of women. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. The downside of this type of option is that it's not covered by insurance. Compounded wah, wah, wah. prescriptions aren't covered by insurance. So they'll, it would need to be an out-of-pocket expense. So it's for that reason that a lot of women will use this option as a second line and just try their regular prescriptions first. Okay, Suzanne, you just absolutely killed my buzz on this, <laughs> knowing yeah. that insurance isn't going to pay for it. Right. Okay. I- <laughs> <laughs> well, that's no surprise in the U.S. anyway. What so else should let's, I know? Yeah, well, let's break down that phrase, bioidentical hormone therapy, a little bit, because that sounds like it's a natural option, doesn't oh, it? bioidentical then, hormone. Yeah, that right. it might as well come from me. It's so identical. Right. Yeah, that yeah. sounds super granola, chewy, natural. Right. And I do have <laughs> patients who come in and say, I want to have treatment for menopause, but I just want to use the bioidentical hormones because those don't have any risk, right? Well, <laughs> yeah. it's a, I know it's a misleading term though, because it implies to a lot of patients that there's no risks at all, that it's completely natural. But uh, it is the uh, type of therapy that is made out of estradiol which is what's found in regular prescriptions as well. But the, the benefit is that they're much smaller doses than you would find in those standard scripts. So that means that there's uh, less risk of developing clots and breast cancer, uh, but there still is a little bit of that risk. So if you do have a personal history of these things, that you want to make sure your compounded hormone doesn't have estradiol on that because that would still be a contraindication. But, but so. Suzanne, bioidentical is natural. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah. what, I hear, what I hear you saying is that like, so even if it's quote natural, bioidentical, that it can still have some of those side effects or, or those mm-hmm. stimulate some of those problems like blood clots, breast cancer, that even the, the regular pharmacy estrogen is going to do. Right. So just yeah, be careful. Yeah. Exactly. You don't want to be smoking on even bioidentical hormones, which seems so interesting to me that people would choose to do that. Okay, so you we just can... scared me there. I'm like, what are we smoking? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you'd remember that yeah. t- tobacco smoking and, and estrogen are a really bad combination for creating blood clots. So we had that. that's true for birth control pills as well. So we're going to divide our discussion based on hormones again, like we did before in the first episode on treatments into estrogens, progesterones, and testosterones. Some compounded hormones also contain DHEA, which is dehydroepiendosterone. Which Whoa, is, you, that's a big yeah, word. That's a big, big metaphor. Word. <laughs> and you I think I, haven't I seen I seen this. it? I have seen it. Haven't I seen it on yeah. supplements? 
Right. Oh, it's usually yeah. a supplement that you can see it just over the counter at your regular store. Walgreens carries DHEA as well. Uh, so it's a supplement you can add. A lot of people will uh, use this supplement to help uh, give them a little extra energy or attention. And we add it to hormone prescriptions sometimes uh, to help your own body make more estrogen and testosterone on its own. So it's thought to give your body a little boost. So okay, that's so something DHEA. you might find. Yeah, I may or yeah. may. It's not a requirement in hormone in no. compounded hormones. It just may be in there. Right. Yes, hey, your if provider it makes me might. Feel good baby, I'm all in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we'll start with estrogen options. So there are three types of estrogens commonly used in compounded hormone replacement therapy: estradiol, estriol, and estrone. So okay, those... you just sounded like you're com- you're conjugating <laughs> Spanish verbs there. <laughs> right, right. So... Yo estradiol. Estriol. Estriol. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. These are the types, different types of estrogen that are typically made by the ovaries. And that's probably why that term bioidentical hormone therapy was, was uh, coined, because it, it's sp- supposed to be representative of what, of what you would make. The most common form of this uh, combos uh, would be called with biased, and that's usually a mixture 20-80 ratio of estradiol and estriol. So that's very commonly used in the compounding world. And just to be, just to make it very clear, it sounded like you said they're biased. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Whoops. So biased, standing for biestrogen. So okay. two, biestrogen. Thanks for clarifying. Yeah. <laughs> so not biased. <laughs> yeah, but biased. Yeah. Okay, and that's a 2080. Yeah. Uh, of the of two of the three estrogens. Right. Okay. So when you think about it, like a typical estradiol dose that you can get as a pill in a regular prescription is one milligram. When you have it compounded as a biestrogen and a 2080 ratio for one milligram, you're only getting 0.2 milligrams of estradiol. So that's much less, 0.2 versus one milligram of estradiol. And the rest is filled in with estriol, which doesn't seem to cause as much stimulation of clots. Oh, uh, okay, perfect. Yeah. So right. again, I'm, I'm still getting the benefits of estrogen, but again, yeah. it's super low dosages that may or, you know, may have a better chance of protecting me from some of those other unpleasant yes. estrogen side effects. Excellent. Right. Another less prescribed, but also prescribed form is triestrogen or triest. And that's in a 10, 10, 80 mixture, usually with estradiol, estrone, and estriol. So all so, the, all, <laughs> All of the verbs are present. Right, yes. All the verb forms of estrogen are present in that one. Yes. (laughs) Right, and like we talked about, having that compounded estrogen means that you're getting littler amounts of estrogen, and it usually can be effective for people. Uh, So if your concern is that you don't want too much estrogen stimulation, compounding might be a good answer for you. Okay, I I like where you're going with that. I mean, you know, we have talked about it before, Suzanne, is that I'm I'm one of those less is more kind of people. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I I am I take taking a prescription very seriously. And Mm -hmm. um, and so I I definitely could certainly raise my hand for something like this where I felt like, all right, we're going in it at the lowest dosages possible to see if that works first. 
instead of just like, here, here's one size who fits all. <laughs> you know? Right. So, yeah, good. Okay. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Talk about absorption a little bit. Estrogen is can be absorbed orally okay, but it does have some metabolism by the liver when you take it by mouth. So some women actually prefer with their provider's discussion that to use it topically as a cream to the skin. Uh, we can also compound creams with estrogen to use vaginally. And the Does best that type make of it estrogen bio for this is available. Does it make it bioavailable? Right. See, I was listening in the last episode. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. If we're putting on the skin, that means more of it goes through circulation before it's metabolized. And that it, it gets doesn't get metabolized first by the liver like it does when you take it by mouth. So it's more bioavailable. Very good. <laughs> A plus. A plus. <laughs> I mean, that, points, like off, I saying, points off for constantly interrupting, but okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so we can compound those estrogens for vaginal use too with estriol, which is a great hormone, a great type of estrogen, works well on tissue, uh, including in the vagina. So that vaginal dryness can be uh, very well helped by estriol creams. Uh, mm-hmm. And it also doesn't seem to have the same side effects of clot and breast cancer stimulation that the estradiol or conjugated Premarin forms do. So, so I get rid of option. vaginal dryness and I don't have to worry about a blood right. clot. Yes. Time me up. Right. Get me some. Yeah. Get me some of that. Right. <laughs> so that's great. So that's estrogen in a nutshell. And there's right. tons of options. Then there's also progesterone, and we can add progesterone to our estrogen therapy. And remember, uh, progesterone is our feel-good hormone that will add to decrease the risk of endometrial cancer in women who are given estrogen and who also have a uterus. So if you want that estrogen treatment in bias or trias form and you have a uterus, we're going to add progesterone to it at low dose. You're going to add it. No ifs, ands, or Yes. If right. you have, and this is from the last episode too. Mm-hmm. Again, I learned things. See, I pick up. It's, yeah, I might look stupid all the time, but right. you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm processing. And so the idea is, again, do you have a uterus? If the answer is yes, you're gonna get some progesterone, pharmacy stuff, or compounded. If you mm-hmm. have a uterus, you're gonna get progesterone. A plus again, right? A plus. <laughs> We also use compounded progesterone to get much lower doses of progesterone than regular prescription forms for those women who are using it to help with sleep and mood in perimenopause. Remember that 10 years before your last period when things might be going a little wacky? So we we have those prescription forms. And remember that regular pharmaceutical prescriptions of progesterone are at 100 and at 200 milligram doses. Well, we can make compounded progesterone in 25 and 50 milligram doses. Okay, so a so fraction of it. So less right. might be more for me. I don't right. have to settle. Okay. Oh, right. wow. If you want uh-huh. just the lowest dose that helps control symptoms. And some women even like to go further. They like a very tailored approach with progesterone cream. And they'll use, they'll use that cream so that they can adjust the dose based on where they are on their cycle. So what do you mean? It's well, for example, uh, like if I give you a cream that's a, that's 10 milligrams of progesterone per CC, and we say use half a CC the first 14 days of your cycle, and then you can use one whole CC day 14 through 28, which is kind of like what you would do normally, uh, on your own. Actually, that's kind of lower doses of progesterone. Usually they're a little bit higher than that. 
but th- that's how we can adjust it or a woman can adjust it based on her cycle and okay, that helps so with those PMS tailored. symptoms yes very tailored oh my god see I like that because again mm-hmm. I one of those things it's like one pill fits all every day well guess what I ain't the same every day and so mm-hmm. I kind of love that idea that you know during certain times I can I can dose in one way according mm-hmm. to how I feel and dose a different way and it gives me tons of control you know i'm a control freak so right yes 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 yes. (laughs) right i say yes yeah well you're gonna love testosterone then because that's also really well it's dosed independently too because it's a nice gel typically so testosterone remember we kind of talked about this hormone a little bit in the last uh episode there's no single prescription form for women that's testosterone alone and it tests at a standard, a standard form, like in a regular pharmacy. Okay. Uh, there's only the one that we have that has estrogen and testosterone called EstraTest. Wait a minute. Let me so, ask you a question right there. If I was taking EstraTest, I'd have to take a progesterone on top of it. Because if I take estrogen I, and I have a uterus, I have to take progesterone, right? Right. Yeah, yes! you would. Yeah. You, for you, yep. For you, you would need to take progesterone too. Exactly. Okay. Okay. But that's the, uh, that's the regular pharmacy stuff. So let's talk about compounding. We can compound testosterone, which is lovely. And it has, remember, it still has that side effect of increasing facial hair growth, causing some acne and a little bit of irritability, but we use testosterone uh, in women who are having issues with libido. So sometimes we can help libido by uh, adding testosterone. And sometimes we'll check levels to see, are, is your testosterone level low? Because then we, for those women especially who are just like, I want to avoid facial hair, let's see if my level's <laughs> low first. So we'll sometimes do that too. So it Wait, can benefit there are women libido. who want to avoid facial hair? <laughs> yeah, right. Who are these some women freaks? want it and some women don't want it. I know, it's different. It's whatever you want, whatever you like. So usually okay. the t- testosterone forms are usually a cream or gel. And that's because testosterone isn't actually very well absorbed by mouth uh, in the GI tract. We can use it daily, or you can just use it two to three times a week. And the dose can be adjusted by the women, either by putting more or less on, depending on how, it, how well it's been improving libido. I even had a woman, I think I told you earlier, who would use testosterone when her husband, who traveled a lot, like the week before he was coming back. (laughs) Baby's coming home. Right. Let's get a little extra testosterone on board. So you can really use it however you want. There's no problem with withdrawal. Okay. Uh, So it's a a stop and go and stop and go. And I can get it in a cream and bada bing, bada boom. Okay. And and, then in a super, super low concentration mm-hmm. right i saw so right i don't have to like get all bulked up it's much lower than what you would use like 2 to 12 milligrams of testosterone versus like for a man might be getting 150 milligrams of testosterone oh, so really oh, yeah. low doses yeah <laughs> yep, and the that. other thing is if you do notice whoa i am getting a little facial hair or it is stimulating a little acne you can use less so you can, if you're noticing side effects, maybe you, you step it down a little bit. So that's really nice, nice about that form, right? So lots I, of flexibility know, I not, I in ca- dosing. I was kind of like fussed about testosterone, but because it, it just feels very like all your life. Testosterone equals man equals both right. equals like violence <laughs> equals steroid, right. roid rage. But now yeah. that you describe it in itty bitty doses, 
Yep, it's really, and you know, it's interesting because there's this balance of estrogen and testosterone that gets a little out of whack in perimenopause and menopause, and that maybe it's a little bit of testosterone excess, uh, uh, ultimately for some women in perimenopause, that's causing a little bit of that hair growth and acne and, and abdominal hair growth. Uh, but that's why it's nice. We can test. use low dose. Do you have to have a test? So let, let's say that like, wow, I think this is an option. When I go to my provider, do I have to have, mm-hmm. have a test to, so that they check to see if I have any testos- testosterone first or, or can I just get it? It is kind of nice to do it, the testing, just to see where you are, because it might be less side effect of hair growth and acne, but you don't absolutely have to. And it may be the preference of how your provider likes to practice that. So sometimes they do like to do some uh, of that hormone. They like to check hormones first. Well, one of the things that, uh, like continuing on this topic, one of the things when you introduced me to the concept of these compounding pharmacies, was uh, an advantage of using it is the different, I call them delivery vehicles, because I think it's a funny word, that they can be made into. So Mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit about the different kinds of these delivery vehicles that you can use to get your hormones. Yeah. I don't mean like DoorDash. I mean like how you (sighs) get them into your body (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and why you might want to take a, you might want to use one sort of delivery vehicle over another sort of delivery vehicle. For example, you've been talking about creams. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Just because hormones are really easily metabolized and, you know, in your gut and by the liver. So sometimes hormones are, are more available to the cells in your body if they're done topically or injected. So that's why we, we also have those that we talked about the patches and injections and the regular prescriptions. And so the creams, we'll talk about those a little more in depth. We had talked about those being applied directly to thin skin, like thin skin in the upper arm or in the thigh, so that okay. they're absorbed a little bit better. Now, just to clarify, because I know I was like cranking on you a couple episodes about thin skin, right. is that thin skin, <laughs> <laughs> for the record, you can have fat under your thin skin. Mm-hmm. It is not right. a thin area of your body. It right. is the skin yes. density. So guaranteed, even if you feel like every part of your body has some layer of fat, remember that some of the skin is actually thin. So the skin on your back, we know, is very thick skin, uh, and the skin on your inner thigh and inner arm are thinner. So they're uh, easier for the medicine to go through to get to the bloodstream. So even if you think you're overweight, uh, you have a high BMI, like we've talked about before, I guarantee you, you have somewhere thin skin, which is just the dermal layer. It's a term for the skin layer. Okay. So I'll stop making fun of myself for right. not having any places to put these <laughs> <Yeah>. creams. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. So okay. they're absorbed right, right away. And then okay. we kind of talked about how the heck do you dose these things, huh? Right? Yeah. Do you just slop it on like slop you do it like on. your <laughs> slop it on like you do your night cream or like you do your moisturizing lotion? Do you just get a tub of it and put it all over? <laughs> no. No. Oh, wait. Uh, or with a prescription, you don't just glob it all over yourself. Okay. Yeah. Describe that. Right. 
So creams are dosed in either teaspoon or uh, milliliter amounts usually. And your pharmacist will typically give you a dosing, a way to measure it out for you. So they'll, they'll help you with that. They'll help supply a milliliter uh, measure for you if that's the case, which looks a little bit like a syringe, like with a plunger okay. mechanism. So, so I'm not that, going that, to the kitchen cabinet and uh, kitchen and grabbing a right. teaspoon utensil. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Fair. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then it, likewise, though, we talked about how, there's this cream that you can use vaginally. Well, that has a special plunger usually, kind of like what you might have used, some women might have used to help them with the yeast uh, infection over the counter, like uh, Vagisil, they fill yeah. up a plunger, you fill up your, so the plunger, instead of filling it up with yeast medicine, you're going to have a plunger that you're filling up with est- estriol instead. Yeah. And plunge away. <laughs> and plunge away. Right. Okay. <laughs> So, I mean, why doesn't everybody use creams then? Creams sound like like golden ticket stuff. Right. Well, they tend to be kind of bulky a little bit. They also, you have to be careful of them getting too hot, so you can't leave it on the dashboard. (laughs) And sometimes hard to travel with. Sometimes very hard to travel with because you, because you, you know, you're, you've got a, this this compounded tub of creams and you're trying to take it with you uh to mexico and they only let you take so many you know ounces of fluids or or cream so tsa gets a little fussy pants with your bucket of cream huh right exactly (laughs) right okay okay so maybe so i think about creams and i think of it just kind of sitting in the bathroom on the counter living mm-hmm. its best life not being yeah the that'd be fine <laughs> right <laughs> okay, right <perfect. laughs> yeah okay so that's creams but pills are always a go-to right right so same as what like with regular prescriptions people like pills are really familiar they're they're convenient you can if you're going on a trip you can take the 14 pills for your two-week trip and then you're good to go uh it's they're very convenient so sometimes that might be a well way to do it and they'll usually put it in a capsule form that way so or they can make or some compounding pharmacists can make a pill form actually so yeah, but, uh, but, but some of the downsides of that though are yeah, again like you right. said it is not. It's bioavailable. Not, it's not bioavailable. Bioavailable because <laughs> it has to go through your digestive tract, right? Right. And, okay. Gosh, you have such a good memory. A plus plus. Know. No, <laughs> that was a B minus moment. <laughs> but if I like taking pills, if I'm used to taking pills, if I yeah. travel a lot, right, this could definitely be an option. Okay, and then we but, we had this other form, right? This is I the, love this the fancy form. <laughs> yeah, I love the fancy form. A trokey. Right, a trochee, T-R-O-C-H-E, trochee. It's a fancy, tiny little cough drop that's kind of in a a square shape. It's what it looks like. Yeah, it's not a real cough drop. You actually put it under your tongue and let it dissolve there because uh, that area under the tongue is where if you get a medication through it, like nitroglycerin, for instance, Mm -hmm. when people are having a heart attack, they put it under their tongue. That gets right to the bloodstream and bypasses liver metabolism. So it's actually a really nice form. If for some reason you're thinking, oh, I don't like the creams. They feel sticky. They feel messy. I don't think I'm dosing it right. Then a trochee might be a nice option for you. And it sounds like super convenient. Do trochees travel? Yeah, they travel. Exactly. (gasps) 
So trokey right. travels. Okay. And they Plus, may come sounds, in different it just flavors. Sounds, <laughs> it just sounds like sexy in French. It's like, it's a trokey, you know, yeah. or something like that. And <laughs> right. <laughs> I just, if I'm going to go ahead and get a, 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 a compounded pharmacy to make me a very special just for Becca sort of thing, <laughs> why the hell wouldn't I go the extra mile and get a trokey? And, right. You know, yeah. In, okay. in pina colada flavor, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> You know, remind you of the beach. <laughs> Do they, you think they can make it in gin? No, I'm just kidding. Never mind. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, trokey again. I I think probably highly underused because mm-hmm. until you started talking about it, and I thought you were choking on some, I haven't yeah. even heard of one of those. So mm-hmm. I don't really think that they're prescribed very often. But mm-hmm. I like the idea. Right. Yeah. So th- then there's this one other one, Suzanne, that you've mentioned a couple of times too. <laughs> It, yeah. Subdermal pellet therapy. God, it, that's like cancer therapy. What the hell? <laughs> right. Pellets. Ugh. Right. And, and I mean, pellet therapy is a really specialized way to take hormones. Uh, it's usually estrogen or testosterone, and it's, it's actually implanted, uh, under the skin, like no old nor plant. Oh my God, uh, so those much. old nor plant Yes, bars. right. Yeah. yeah or Nexplanon. That Nexplanon is actually a current prescription that we use for birth control that lasts three years. Usually the progesterone is done separately. So that's that. That's an option. It gets to kind of higher levels, and usually are higher. Uh, it will get in your bloodstream at higher levels because it's implanted under the sh- under the skin and lasts three months. So that's uh. somewhat convenient to to not have to think about it, but for every three months. But it has to be done in the doctor's office, and it's not something that can be removed. So if for some reason you're having side effects from it, like you're really breaking out acne a lot, you, you're going to have to just wait it out until that wears off. Really? I couldn't go and get it removed if it wasn't working for me? Ooh. Yeah, because it's just a it's just a dissolving pellet, basically. Yep, so the con is that they can get really high doses. And, and if you're someone who really likes to go with that less is more philosophy, it might not be necessarily an option for you. But you'd want to seek the, the the consultation of one of those providers who does pe- pellet therapies. Well, and it must work for somebody because they did somebody people yeah. do it right. So right, I mean, there are a lot of people who really love it. That's for sure because you can imagine every three months you just have to worry about it. Then you know you're getting it straight to your bloodstream where you need it. Once you figured out the dose, you know that's also kind of nice because you just stay on that same dose, uh, usually with not very many side effects. So. So once you get into the routine, usually it's just fine. Options. We are all about options here. So uh, honestly, Suzanne, you got me excited about this whole concept of compounding my own special dose just for Becca. But so so here's the deal. So next time I go to my GP, I just have a conversation Mm -hmm. with my provider, right? Get me some of them compounded hormones. Is that how that works? I wish that were true, but but what you might your conversation might be: Do you know someone who does uh, compounded hormones? Because those are providers that have done extra training above and beyond even like hormone therapy training. They went to find more information for themselves about how do I prescribe compounded hormones and write for them and uh, make sure that I'm doing a good job for my patients and getting relief, relief of symptoms. So wait, it's wait, a wait, real wait, wait, specialized. Wait, 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 
Right. So way this to get is hormones. A, this isn't standard operating procedure that every single physician. Uh... No, sorry, no, <laughs> it's not. It's always right. you bring me up and then you crush my soul. I, just, <laughs> I don't know why. It looks like you get a certain amount of pleasure out of it, but uh, <laughs> fine. Okay, so so really, I start the conversation with. Do you do compound right. hormones? Right. Exactly. And it might not be that many providers in your region that do that necessarily. Uh, so you probably want to look for that either on their website or if you know someone who's on hormone therapy that's uh, compounded, you might ask them where do they get them. Actually, your compounding pharmacist, if you know of your compounding pharmacist, they'd be able to tell you what providers are in your region or ones who prescribe that kind of therapy. So those are some ways to look for someone like that. Yeah. And then, okay. So that's a follow-up then because, so you told me that compounding pharmacists are not at my standard big box pharmacy. Yeah. And I have to find a special one, but what if, I mean, maybe I live in a rural area. Maybe I live in a small southwestern Colorado town. Yeah. And I don't have a compounded pharmacy. So can I get that, you know, can I mail order that stuff online or what? Well, you can mail order it online. You can get a provider through telemedicine, just like you might be, have to get your neurologist that you can't get in western Kansas. So uh, you, so that might be where you go, is looking online for someone who does uh, the bioidentical or compounded hormone therapy, and then you'd find out from them what pharmacy they use. And there are some very good compounding pharmacies that are well-known Women International Pharmacy is an excellent, reputable uh, pharmacy, and um, Belmar Pharmacy. And I think that those two have merged. So they're actually excellent providers of compounded hormones. But they still will need a prescription, so you'll still need to talk to your uh, provider first to get the right dose for you and a discussion of your the risks and what exactly form you would want. So you need to talk that through with a provider. So you if you were if you're going to someone either through telemedicine or locally that you found a, a, a provider that can prescribe compounded hormones, they probably have a pharmacy that they use. Right? Yes, is that what right? They're like yeah. they kind of go hand in glove, right? Okay. Right, it, absolutely. Perfect. Wow. Okay, this is so interesting. I I really love this. So what I heard you say was. If you are someone who wants or needs a really bespoke hormone prescription, then compounded hormone may be for you, a compounded mm -hmm. hormone prescription. So you can get estrogen varieties, mm -hmm. progesterone varieties, testosterone. You can get all those things compounded. And what's mm -hmm. cool about it is that you can get um, any number of delivery vehicles for your hormones. You can do it in a cream. You can do it in a pill. My favorite and it would make me fancy to take a trokey. Right. And pellets, if, that's, if that works for me. Um, mm -hmm. You have a lot of control. And again, I can't stress enough that I really love the concept of being able to control what kind of like hormone, because I'm the only one who's feeling this, right? So, right. Um, but, but the only snag about the whole thing is that you actually have to find a physician or provider who knows about compounded prescriptions. And right. then... You have to find a local specialty or online compounding pharmacy. How much you want it? <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but but that I can also, there are online options. If I'm in an underserved area, there are online providers who can not only help me through like a telemed consult to get me the prescription. Mm -hmm. There are also online pharmacies that... I can order it and get it mailed to me through. Rock Good. You do, I know. It's awesome. Great to have options.
As a preview into our next episode, listen to our next episode as we continue to discuss the treatment options of your perimenopausal symptoms. The next time, we're going to talk about herbal and over-the-counter treatments and how this may be an option that works for you. Join us as you read the labels at the health food store on the next Paramena podcast. If you would like to visit our website where reference material and links to other podcasts are held, please visit us at www.theperimenopodcast.com. If you have questions, comments, thoughts for another episode, please feel free to send us an email at theperimenopodcast at gmail.com. Find more episodes wherever you get your favorite podcast. Please do us a favor. If this information has been helpful for you, please like us, write a review if you're so inclined, and most importantly, share this podcast with another sister so she can be informed too. <laughs>